we'll start. Uh, let me pray for us. Uh, Father, thanks for Sunday school and for Jesus and for uh, um, just making the Bible come alive uh, uh, for us. Thank you for um, uh, just the things that we can study, like the tabernacle and uh, just uh, its uh, redemptive aspect. And yeah, help us to love you more and see the beauty of um, uh, the Bible and the gospel as we go through the tabernacle. Uh, so be with us now um, and uh, help us to uh, understand everything that's taught. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we make sure to record? Yes. Hello. Hello. Ah. No, okay. no, it should be like counting down. Is it yeah, counting? it's counting. Okay. Counting up. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, these are extra notes. <clears throat> Everyone have a sheet. Um, so yeah, when I, I guess uh, when uh, uh, when Michael first uh, threw out these uh, Tabernacle Temple in New Jerusalem, then I was like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't exactly sure what how everything played out. Um, and so the the first thing that came to mind for me was like, what is the purpose of studying this, right? Um, and then uh, th- I I think this was uh, this is um, um, how it. Um, really came alive to me for me it was that uh like last year i was reading through exodus and then i uh, just reading the sec second half of exodus is basically just like instruction how to build the tabernacle right and so i was like what, what the heck am i reading like i just like really detailed and uh, it just wasn't it was, to me it was boring um and then so when i was doing this study uh then i it really came to life you know just uh, all the little details and it, everything made sense because it's just uh, the building of the tabernacle and and what the tabernacle represents um, and so we study this stuff we study tabernacle and um, t- it gives us a bigger picture of uh, the Bible um, and just a more beautiful picture of you know just redemptive history and um, and so that's why we stu- uh, <clears throat> we're studying the tabernacle and the temple in New Jerusalem uh, that's why we're doing the series um, and so today this is just a really brief overview of the tabernacle um, it was so detailed, like just as we studied, and this, there's just so many details, so much, so much symbolism that goes on. Uh, so this is a very brief overview, uh, but hopefully this captures kind of uh, uh, what it is about and, and how how glorious it is. So, um, so we're gonna start with just uh, kind of the historical historical context and what the tabernacle uh, was and what it was for. Um, and so we'll go through these uh, these points in this uh, the first page, and we'll actually we'll start with um, let's see, um, yeah, let's, let's let's start with uh, really quickly. I, I like to place uh, place things in time, so uh, so real quick we'll just do okay. So this is beginning of time, right? Creation, create, right? Okay, and here's a fall, right? And here's Adam. Right? Okay, really quick fall, and then uh, we have uh, what down here with Noah. And then down here we have uh, Abraham, and then his sons. Uh, I don't know how to spell Abraham. And then we have his sons, right? Isaac, Jacob, or uh, the line Isaac, Jacob, um, uh, and then we have Joseph. And, and through Joseph, Joseph was the one uh, that brings brings everyone over to Egypt, right? So Joseph will put Egypt there. So let's go, uh, let's right, and uh, I don't know if this helps you, but this helps me just to place where we're, where we're teaching. And so uh, the people are, uh, are in Egypt, right? Uh, 
And so then we have Moses. So they're enslaved in Egypt, and we have Moses, and that's where we're at. So we're at Moses, we have the Exodus. So the tabernacle is after the people um, leave Egypt, and they're, they're, they're traveling, right, to uh, the promised land, right, the promised land, PL, right? Um, and so we're in this area of the Exodus, and they're traveling. And so the tabernacle is basically uh, a portable sanctuary, right? Um, it's a d- dwelling place. Does that make sense? So, so there's a timeline, and then here's Jesus over here, and here's us, right? Okay. Um, so that just helps me. Uh, I don't know if that helps you, but... Um, and so... Uh, so let's read the second point here. Um, we'll s- Actually, we'll, we'll just go to the top. After the exodus out of Egypt and the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, uh, God initiates, instructs, and details the building of the tabernacle. <laughs> Um, and I'll just uh, read uh, 8 for us to hot bolded and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst um, and so God God uh, initiates it right he's like okay uh, build this tabernacle and this is where this is a sanctuary this is where you're going to worship and this is where uh, we're going to meet right um, so the tabernacle uh, was a portable tent uh, where the presence of God would dwell um, and why was it portable? Because they were, they were journeying, right? Journeying to the promised land. And so and it, they had to keep moving, they had to keep traveling. And so that's why it was portable. It wasn't completely permanent like the temple. Um, the temple, once they get to the promised land, and this is where Eric's going uh, to teach, is a temple, right? Temple's over here. It's Solomon's temple. And so the tabernacle is a portable uh, tent uh, that they can take down and put up um, uh, and, and move around. Um, so, let's see, okay, yeah, so before, before the temple, uh, before the tabernacle, sorry, they had just altars, right, they, they would build altars, uh, to sacrifice to God, um, and that, in those temporary altars, that's where God would meet, uh, the people, um, and so, the tabernacle is more of a, uh, a permanent place where God is able to come down and he's with the people all the time, right, as they're journeying. So he's with there. So it's not just an occasional presence. It's an ongoing presence um, of God. Um, yeah, and we see and it, uh, we see in uh, Exodus 40, 34 to 38. Um, Aikman, can you read uh, 34? Yeah, 34 to 38 for us. Right. And the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter a tent of meeting because a cloud settled <coughs> on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set, up, set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it, was in it by night. And in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all the journeys, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Wherever God, uh, God would, when, when, any time the cloud would uh, pick up, then they would, they would go. But when the cloud settled, then that's where they would settle, right? Um, and so that was the presence of God. Um, so does that make sense? The historical context and just the background of. This? Yeah. Cool. Any questions, comments? <laughs> All right, cool.
All right, so we'll go uh, move into uh, the actual tabernacle and how it um, how it's constructed, um, and just kind of the importance of each structure. Uh, as you can see, like if, when you look at these, uh, the the picture is just really simple. Um, it's fairly simple looking. It's nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, just as you just the structure of it is very basic, right? Um, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about tabernacle, and then we'll talk about the actual structure. Um, of it. Yeah, so the tabernacle, uh, like uh, we said at first, was just a, a, the dwelling place of God, right? Um, it's called the tent of meeting. It's basically, it links heaven uh, to earth, right? Um, and it, in a sense, it, uh, it shows how God is really intimate with his people, right? He wants to be with his people. He wants to dwell with his people. Um, and so he comes down, and so he, he's able to dwell with them. Uh, but because he's so holy, right, he needs to have this structure, uh, this tabernacle um, in place uh, so that um, it kind of guards the people from himself uh, in a way. Um, and we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Um, uh, so the tabernacle was called a tent of meeting. Um, it's, not a, it's not like a tent where the people gathered to meet, but it was a tent of meeting where uh, God makes a provision and he appoints uh, people to come meet with him. So he's able to meet uh, the people. Um, and so it was a divine sanctuary. Um, it's not like a meeting tent for people, like a convention right. center. Right, right. The Cow Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's to meet God. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think what you said was really interesting, right? Because on the one hand, it's for God to meet people, yeah. but it's also simultaneously designed to keep people away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like, uh, like he wants to meet them, but it's, he's in a, in a way the like, people. I want to meet you, but I don't want to meet. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, just for their own protection because he knows just their dirtiness and his holiness, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the structures and how it kind of guards from those barriers. Um, uh, let's see what you say. Uh, yeah, so the tabernacle was designed and decorated in a way to symbolize heaven. Um, so that's why when you look at the pictures, you see it's, it's kind of, uh, it's very detailed. There's a lot of, um, uh, just a lot of precious uh, materials that were, that, that was made to build just this tent, right? Uh, there's lots of gold, there's lots of like uh, onyx and just a lot of different things to, uh, just to kind of uh, symbolize just the beauty and the, uh, of, of what's being, what's, who's dwelling there, right? Um, and so in a sense, it was like kind of, um, as you step into the tabernacle, uh, it's kind of like uh, stepping from this earthly realm into this heavenly realm, right? Um, it must have been um, all the more stark um, for the people because they were wandering around in the dry, dusty yes, wilderness. Yes. And everything was drab and everything was dirty. And everything yeah. was um, <coughs> kind of colorless. And then, I mean, what strikes me is the tabernacle is so super colorful. Yeah. So you go in, and it must have really been like entering in an, an entirely other world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. When you look at the land, it's just yeah, it's like all desert. It's like really plain and boring. Um, and so, uh, the the beauty of the tabernacle was to represent just the beauty of, of heaven, right? So it's kind of a recreation of of heaven. Um, so. Uh, so this sub-point here, um, it says here, the Garden of Eden was an archetypal, uh, that's like a prototype, right? The first 
first design um, of a divine sanctuary where God dwelled and man worshipped him. Right? God was intimate and uh, was in, in intimate, unmediated fellowship with Adam and Eve before the fall. Right. So here we have the we have this beautiful beautiful garden. Right. So garden here. And so this garden is like really beautiful, right? That's your um, garden. Huh? <laughs> but it's just like it's just very, uh, it's very lush. It's very pretty, very beautiful. It's paradise, right? Um, and so what happened here? We all know what happened, right? During the uh, the we had this fall. Oh, I had fall here. So we had the fall, and then what happened? That Adam and Eve were expelled. Expelled. Adam and Eve. And Eve. Um, so we were all expelled from this beautiful garden, right? And so now, now we have this tabernacle over here, right? So I'll draw better, but let's just let's just use this box for now, just tabernacle. <laughs> we'll pretend this is uh, so. This is the people, and here's this 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 holy holy. Right? So people are so now after the garden, after this lush garden, now we just have this like really barren land. It's really ugly, and just the fall. You see, you could see just. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, even if you look at it today, it's just really like barren, gr kind of gross, right? It's like, what's so special about this place? Right? Um, and so, so we have this tabernacle uh, where when you enter from, from this gross land here and come into here, it's to represent heaven, right? It's to kind of recreate uh, this garden scene, right? So we have this really beautiful picture in here, right? So representation of beauty, right? Um, does that make sense to you guys? Okay. So what you're saying is when the people, I mean, of course the people were not allowed, but when the, the priest would go in, yes, it was supposed yeah. to simulate the, the sensation of entering a garden. Mm. Yes. Um, it's like a hologram of a garden. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're so intricate in the details of, and that's why there's so many chapters dedicated to the building of this thing. Um, and how just uh, just how they created the linen, um, and um, they had a few basic structures in here, which we'll talk about. I uh, will just briefly talk about later. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be just like this beautiful place, right? Was there something like specific? I don't know if you were gonna. Oh no, go ahead. Mention it. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about, it about like the garden motif. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll talk like it's, oh, it's more of a structure. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, uh, we'll we'll talk about that in um, in the next couple of points down. But um, so yeah, uh, like like Michael said, right? Only the priests were allowed um, in this holy place. Um, so okay, so we'll just we'll, we'll uh, so here's a big picture. We'll go we'll go over here. Come here and we'll draw the temple. And you could kind of look at uh, the, the little picture mm -hmm. diagram as well. Um, but, okay, let's see. Alright, I'll just draw it in like a bird's eye view. Okay. Alright, so. Okay, so. Uh, sorry. And the direction isn't there. Okay, so. <laughs> So we have, here's a tabernacle, right? Here's a courtyard. Here's a tabernacle. Okay, here's the holy place. Here's holy, holy place. And here's the holy of holies. And over here we have uh, altar, 
And over here we have a uh, washing basin. Entrance here. Entrance there. Um, okay, and when you look at, at the picture, uh, we see that. Um, so, so like Michael said, right? Only the priests were allowed into this place, right? And only a high priest was allowed in the holy of holies. This is where God dwelt, right? In the holy of holies. Um, and out here, at the courtyard. This is where. Um, uh, where anybody, where just the lay people could come and, and sacrifice. Um, and then out here is just a camp, right? Out here is just a normal camp. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, um, and so we see kind of a... Uh, Actually, the courtyard only if you're an Israelite. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, if you're an Israelite. And this is an Israelite encampment. I mean, I mean, right? I mean like, a non-Israelite can come into the camp, but you cannot come yes. into the courtyard. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Israelite encampment. Like it's not drawn, but but yeah, like Michael said, only the Israelites can come into here if you're a, like lay person. But mostly it was just priests, anyways here, um, and only priests and only the high priests. Right. Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, uh, if you look at this subpoint at the, the bottom of the page, only priests were allowed in the holy place of the tabernacle, and only the high priest was allowed in the holy of holies once a year. Um, and Adam and Eve had priestly duties of caring for and working the garden sanctuary. And that's important just because this is, again, this is a recreation, right, of the garden. Um, and how, how it's kind of uh, uh, looking back. Um, and so they're trying to recreate kind of this, uh, uh, um, this environment where God is, is with his people, right? Um, um, do you mind if I... Yes, no. I think it do. is important because uh, the layering, you should, you should put like... Um, No, but I think that's important of the, the yeah. layers yes. of who can come in. Yes. Yeah, so this will make more sense. And uh, also the direction is very important here. Never eat shredded wheat. Okay. And so this is east, right? That's how I remember. <laughs> and this is, so the, um, the entrances all point east, right? Does anyone, do you guys know why? What's that? <laughs> That's true. Anyone else? <laughs> Any idea? It's a book, a Steinbeck book. Wait, wait. Is it Grapes of Wrath. God kicked Adam and Eve out of Eden and told them to go east? Yes. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. And so, okay, so remember, recreation of garden, so everything is pointing east, right? Uh, Adam and Eve were kicked out this way, east, right? So. Oh, during the so Eden, so they were kicked out, going this way, right, east, and then so what? So this is to uh, symbolize that we're uh, coming back into uh, the glory of God, right, and being in fellowship with Him, right. So we have Adam, Adam, Eve going kicking out, being kicked out. We have the tabernacle um, where you enter this way, right. So you come back into God's presence. We have the temple, which. Eric will talk about we'll come back this way, right? Um, and a, a promised land, right? Promised land, they entered east. Sorry, they entered coming west. And so, if you look at it, it's just 
it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of beautiful how that plays out, right? How everything we're, we're entering uh, west. Coming back uh, into the presence of God. Yeah. Let me, uh, yes. Let me take over again on, yes, on no, this no. part because um, I think that whole the directional motif is really important. Yeah. Because if you guys remember, right, this is the promised land. Right. So this is the promised land. This is the um, Mediterranean, right? And if this is the promised land, here's Egypt, right? They come out of the promise that why don't they just head directly north God doesn't tell them to do that they wander around and they go here and this is do you guys remember what this um, dividing line is what's the dividing line how do you get into the promised land Jericho huh is it Jericho Jericho yes it's a city it's a city there's a city on a River. <laughs> the river is. The river is. Yeah, Jordan, right? Jordan River, right? Okay, this is very important. Okay, so they're in the wilderness. So this is very important, right? Okay, and the wilderness is like, you know, like sagebrush is like going across. It's like this desolate land. And then do you remember the description of the promised land? Like, what's one of the most famous descriptions? It's a land of what? Milk and honey. The, the promised land is, I'm going to just go with Harry's little. It's a beautiful garden land. It's constantly described as this beautiful garden land. It's just flowing with riches of plant life, fauna. And they enter this way. So they're coming back into the garden. And then do you remember when Israel breaks the covenant? Which direction are they sent? when they're sent into exile. East. They're sent east to Babylon. Right? This is exile. Mm. Death. This is death. This is life. And they break the they break their uh, covenant. They're sent east. And then when they're coming back to God, they're going west. And the temple is the exact or the tabernacle is the exact same. Mm. Is that beautiful? Oh, it's, it's crazy. I think that's amazing because, so like, even that little detail where it just says east, yeah, you just yeah. like want to throw it away. Like, who cares, yeah, who cares? right? Yeah. But it's actually evoking mm. and echoing this beautiful story all along. Yeah. So yeah, it just plays out in in the um, in all of the just the story of of promised land and, and the people. Um, any questions on that? Any uh, comments? Yeah. The Holy of Holies. Yes. That's the place where the beautiful garden motifs are and the precious stones and the gold. Actually, the whole the, the tabernacle structure itself. So inside the Holy of Holies and the holy place is beautiful. <coughs> exactly, but only the Holy of Holies is the Super dwelling. Yeah, it's small. It's the dwelling place of God. Yeah. And so it's like these layers. I should have a question for you, Michael. Like I know, I know um, it's not as uh, ornate as the the temple itself in terms of the design of like the trees and the arboreal design. But and here, so they only had um, just the menorah that was that was kind of uh, okay. But in the temple, they would actually etch yeah. it onto the walls. Okay. Yeah. So in here, they didn't have that. Yeah. I'm actually, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know that in the tabernacle it wasn't solid gold. The temple was right, solid right, right. gold, 
but yeah. the, the tabernacle it was just gold beams because yes. it's a tent essentially. Yeah, it's a wood, it's wooden beams, but they were just overlaid with gold. And then only, I, I think the only uh, design, the real like design was a, yeah, yeah. The curtain was with a cherubim, uh, with those angels here. Um, but that's a significant so, detail too. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, okay. But but that's a question for you. There was no real, there was no like tree designs on. Okay, so you, I guess you should talk about the menorah then. Okay. That, that, okay. That, sure. That, that, that. <laughs> it, wait, first of all, does anyone know what the menorah is? This is really, really important. This is really significant. Okay, well, we'll just talk briefly about this, um, uh, and then I, I'm sure my, uh, Eric's going to talk about this in, in a lot more depth. So, mor menorah was this candle thing, right? It has seven <laughs> tips, I think, right? Okay, let me see if I could do this. Right. So, it's six, One, three lines. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, and then there's like, and this is really intricate. This is like a, this is like a, a, a light, a, a lamp, right? But then these were like trees, so these are like, uh, oh, this is ugly. <laughs> okay, well, let's pretend these are leaves, okay? And I wish I had my ESV study Bible, like it has this picture of it, and it's like really pretty, right? So these are, okay, so these are leaves, right? So it's to symbolize that it was like a, um, a tree of life, right? So this, this is, we have this tree of, this beautiful lamp that is like the tree of life in the garden, right? And so it's placed in here, a menorah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it. And in here, there's, so there's two things. We have this table. It's getting really confusing, sorry. Table, which has like the, uh, yeah, bread. And then we have um, the menorah. And that was to um, uh, represent the tree of life. Yeah, it would have been like really stunning because it's like solid gold, mm -hmm. right? So you come in and you yeah. see this giant <coughs> candle that looks like a tree. Yeah. And and of course it's the source of light because it's, it's it's this big candle, and you're supposed to think it's a tree. I'm back in the garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any questions on the tree? The tree I'll of light. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, imagine you can hold it, but no, it was no, it was big. I don't it really was, know. Like, <laughs> Oh, was it? I thought it. I thought it was like, like you know, like the ones we see today. <laughs> but it was big. It's like a really big structure. Okay. Well, I would expect that something that symbolized the tree of life in the garden would actually be in the holy of holies and not in the holy place. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You would think that it would be in the most. No, because you're right. It, it does represent the tree of life, but another way you could think of it is it's, it's a tree. Right, and so it's supposed to give you the sensation you're back in the garden. Okay. Um, there are all kinds of uh, uh, um, motifs in the Holy of Holies to let you know that you're in a deeper layer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so in here we have the, the Ark, is in the Holy of Holies. Um, okay. Ark of the Covenant. Um, I really brief, uh, briefly, like, uh, the, uh, we talked about this a little bit at first. How, the, the, the degrees of separation was was pretty uh, pretty cool. Like how in the holy of holies is very intricate. Everything in everything in the tabernacle was the there's four layers right of over the tent, um, and the inner layer was uh, fine fine linen. And as you go out, then it was more like rugged, right? So the t uh, the outer shell was more like a goat skin or something to protect the tabernacle. But as you go in more, go in deeper, uh, then it kind of represents more beauty. Um, so, so the fabric becomes more delicate yes, and more yeah. refined. Yeah, and and that's also represented. Everything in here is gold. Um, it's made from gold, like the menorah, the table, 
uh, the ark. And why? Then, can, you, can you say why? Oh, because gold was the most precious. And so <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, more than that. Oh, I don't know. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Does anyone know why everything inside the tabernacle is gold? I mean, other than the fact that it just is an expensive piece of metal. Mm -hmm. Does that make purity? No, no. Good guess. Shiny? No, no. <laughs> so oh yeah, the heaven, right? Revelation. Revelation. No, no. That, that's that's, evoking, that's, that's evoking, evoking another thing. Someone with the Bible turn to Genesis chapter two, verse nine. Let <laughs> Christine read it because she has she has a Bible. Bible. Bible cube. Two nines? Yeah. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to spring up every tree. Wait, wait, let me see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Can you read um, verse 11? Oh, let, just start from verse 10, because you got to get that little bit of context, but it's in verse 11. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay, did you guys get that? Right, so they're describing Eden, right? And yeah. all the things they're describing Eden, by the way, no detail is a throwaway detail. Mm -hmm. There's river, right, because it's lush. And what's in the garden? They mentioned two uh, gems or two uh, precious metals, right? What are those two? Gold. Yeah. I mean, it's such <coughs> a rich land. There's like gold lying on the ground, or like it's like emerging from the. You know, it's just it's just gold, right? Okay. And what that's telling us is that <coughs> gold represents, or gold is in the presence of God. Mm. Like when you see gold, you're supposed to think. You're in the presence of God, because gold was just all over the garden. It was just lying everywhere. Gold and second metal is um, onyx. I don't even know what onyx is. <laughs> yeah. And so it it's gold, right? And so when you enter the tabernacle, first of all, this whole structure, everything on the courtyard was bronze. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even these things were bronze. The yeah, they were bronze. And the, the right. So first of all, you're you're out here. You're in these you're in these tents, right? And so you're, you you have like you know, plaster and wood, and it's just very plain. And you come into the courtyard, and things suddenly get a lot richer, because you have bronze. And then you come in, and then you're supposed to be stunned, because everything is gold, because you're back in the garden. Yeah. Beautiful, right? Yeah, again, like the representation of, um, of Dirty, dirty, right? Dirty, and coming, and then as you enter, it's mean, just beautiful, right? It's precious. It's beautiful. Uh, there was onyx in the temple, temple as well. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Did the Israelites actually see the gold pieces though? Because they're not allowed. No. Always. So they don't. So this is what's so crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? The temple is. I mean, the tabernacle is both where God can meet His people and where God can keep the people yeah. away. Yeah. And so the people would never ever enter. The temple, and so it's really crazy because I mean the tabernacle because the tabernacle was designed to let go the people know I'm with you, <clears throat> but you cannot come. You cannot come because you're dirty. sinful. Dirty. Yeah, you're you're dirty, and so they would only be told, right? But they could never see, and so it's supposed to be like this dissonance. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like in the middle of their camp, there's this beautiful tabernacle, and if you go inside, it would just wow you. It would just it would just floor you. 
with the um, just the, the the multicolor, technicolor beauty and the gold and just everything, but you can never see it because you're sinful. And so all the days of your life, all your life, you would live living near the tabra tabernacle, but never being able to come into it. Okay. If this was portable, how did they pick up the tabernacle? I mean, who's allowed to... Yeah, we didn't get into detail, but everything was made from wooden beams. So this outer court was all beams, right? And so it was just linen wrapped around it. And this one, everything was all beamed. So if you look at the picture, you can see just like beams of wood. Um, and so this, this <coughs> I don't know exactly how they took it down, but the, everything was was able to take apart and, and go... Right, so would the Israelites do it, or do the priests have to? I think the priests were doing it, yeah. It's yeah. like, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, look away. There's only one high priest. Uh, yeah, there's so, only one high priest. Yeah. So he has to set up the whole HH by himself? Like, <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know those details, but... And so even the tabernacle was raised off of the ground so that it wasn't touching the courtyard. And so that's how holy this place was, right? Um, and so God would come in here and dwell. Um, yeah, any questions on... Any other questions, Evie? I have a question. Yes. So um, what's <laughs> happening when you're meeting God? What's happening when you're meeting God? Okay. Um, like, well, it's interesting because it's not like you can just go into the Holy of Holies and take a seat and just relax uh-huh. and drink iced tea. You you can only go into the high, the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God, back into Eden, but only on one, on, only on these very very super strict conditions. First of all, the high priest has to go through an enormous, lengthy. Um, sanctification process. He would bathe multiple times. He would have to pray all night in preparation for that one time called uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It's only and then, one day a year. Only one day a year. And then when he would go in, so there's this enormous preparatory um, uh, a phase. And then when the high priest would go in, he would only go in with the blood of a sacrifice, right? And so he's just going in to present the sacrifice. And then he presents the sacrifice. He actually sprinkles the blood on the um, on the uh, ark of the covenant, and then he get, he comes back out. And so it's very he's, he's just in there for a moment, and then he's back out. And he's only in there to present sacrifice of sin. He doesn't pray in there. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think he does pray. Yeah. So again, we just see how God has to separate himself. And by the way, we're all setting this up for. The conclusion of the story, which I don't want to ruin for you, but but this, but it's supposed to be a story. You're supposed to feel you're supposed to feel dissonance. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if, if you guys remember the I don't know if it's still I haven't gone to movie theaters in forever, but there's a THX theme. Do you know what I mean? Like the music sounds sound like <laughs> and then it resolves, right? The, the whole no, listen to me. This is very important. The whole Old Testament is, and you're supposed to feel like. A disconnect. You're supposed to feel tension because you're like, God, you want me to come because you've set up a tent and you've reestablished Eden, but you don't want me to come. Yeah. What's going on? How, how is this going to be resolved? And so this is a THX theme that goes on for 2,000 years. <laughs> it's like, hurry up, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, and again, like it happens because like even... Uh, uh, Adam and Eve, they had this perfect fellowship with God before the fall because they weren't sinful, right? And they were still clean. So after the fall, that's how 
so much was ruined, right? Um, and how the people are so dirty, and that's why there's so so much separation. And so God again is coming down, and he's he wants to be with the people, but he can't because they're so dirty, right? Um, and so that's why there's like that's why there's so much dissonance, and that's why there's so much. Um, that's why it's not just like oh just come come into the presence of God, right? 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 We would just be vaporized, right? Because of our dirtiness and how holy God is. Um, yeah. So. Uh, let's see, this point here. Uh, the earth was to be God's dwelling place, and the construction of the tabernacle is a significant step towards the fulfillment of this. The tabernacle points us back to the garden and forth to the temple and beyond. Um, and so it's just to show that God is not a distant God, right? But He loves His people. He wants to be in close fellowship with them. Um, you talk about the cherubim? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, so is it cherubim or cherubim? Cherubim, yeah. Cherubim. Okay, so cherubim, we have. So it, um, so it, there's a curtain, right, that separates the Holy of Holies from the Holy Place, right? Um, these are wings, and there's two of them, right? And these, so these, these two uh, angels, they're they're embroidered, right, on the on this cloth right here. Maybe you can draw like a cross section of the, the curtain. Oh yeah, like this menorah here. Okay, so you, if, so if you enter the too. Holy Place, all you see is the curtain. You cannot see the Holy of Holies. And you see this. You see this curtain, yeah. Sorry, they're both the same size, but... <laughs> <laughs> so you see this curtain with... You can see, right? You can kind of see on there? Not really. Oh, okay. Can't really see. Uh, there's a bigger picture in um, in the Bible that shows uh, a clear picture, but you see these two uh, cherubim embroidered on here. What is cherubim, by the way? Oh, they're angels. They're, yeah. they're, uh, they're protecting... It's, it's, this is to represent... Uh, they're protecting um, just uh, this holy place, right? And this is a representation of the garden, right? Wait, 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 because let's see if, yeah, does anyone know why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> put an angel in front of the garden to prevent them from coming back, right? Yes. Yeah. When Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden, God put cherubim to guard the entrance back in. And so when you go into the temple, I mean the tabernacle, that's immediately what you're supposed to be thinking. Yeah, Genesis 3.24, right? He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of... Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So this is a representation again of Eden, right? Uh, it's holy, holies, where God dwells, and so he's guarding it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, it's just a beautiful picture of God wanting to dwell with His people, but He can't, right? Um, so what is so this kind of it points back to the garden, it points to the temple. The temple is more of a, um, a permanent structure with, with that's built with stone and, and all that stuff, um, and in a permanent place. It's not it's not mobile. Uh, Eric's going to talk on that, um, and then God, God, uh, God is constantly wanting to dwell with His people, being close in the, uh, fellowship with His people, right? Uh, so He comes once again in the ultimate dwelling in the flesh of Jesus. The incarnate God, right? Uh, John one four one fourteen. Can Eric? Can you read that for us down at the bottom? <laughs> and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yeah. So this this word dwelt uh, uh, is uh, from the word uh, skenao, right? in the Greek, and it means to dwell, it means to pitch a tent, it means to tabernacle, right? 
So this is a tabernacle. It's pitching a tent. And so, so this is, this is beautiful, right? The Word, which is, uh, um, the Word became flesh as Jesus and dwelt among us, right? So God in Jesus pitches a tent. He's, he's in incarnate form and he dwells among his people, right? And so, so this... literally, he tabernacles. Yes, he tabernacles with, uh, uh, with his people, right? Um, so this is a representation of pointing forward to Jesus, right? Um, does that make sense? <laughs> Wait, that's, I mean, like when you read John 1.14, you're supposed to hear the THX music starting to resolve. (laughs) Right? I mean, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be stunning. Right? Because here's this structure that every Jew knew you could never enter. You could never enter. You cannot enter the Holy of Holies. And then suddenly here's a man who looks very plain, he just, he's not wearing gold, and he's not like, you know, um, um, like has a security detail that keeps everyone away from him. You can touch him, you can talk with him, you can sit with him, you can, you can, uh, you can hold his hand, and, he, and then the Bible's saying, that's the tabernacle. It's the walking flesh tabernacle. Yeah, so Jesus is God, right? And he's among, he comes among his people. And that's crazy, right? How God is able to like Michael says, he's able to uh, interact with the us, and and there's there's no need for this this all this structure, right? In order for us to dwell, so he dwell, he come, he finds he comes to dwell among us as a person, and that's the beauty of. of uh, Another way to think of it is Jesus is the holy of holies, mm-hmm. who's come out of the of this secured corridor, yeah. and now he's he's walking around among us. And I say the music hasn't completely resolved. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the end of the story. Because we don't have Jesus. Right? We have His Spirit, of course. So we have Him in part, but not yet. And so the music hasn't quite resolved, which is we're, we're getting to the end of our story. But, but with Jesus, we have the beginning of the resolution, which is that the, tab- the, the Holy of Holies has come out into, as a human being, and He's walking around among yeah, us. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like We are in this time where Jesus is, has already come and He has died, and we're just waiting for the... the the final resolution, right? Where what well, Michael's going to talk about, where uh, the New Jerusalem, right? Yeah. And, and and do you guys remember, like in the gospel accounts, when Jesus is crucified, what happens in the temple? It's not in the tabernacle because the temple replaces the tabernacle. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Yeah. Four inch thick curtain, right down. Yeah, from the top down. Yeah. So that 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 curtain, that beautiful curtain with with cherubim, is destroyed. And then what happens at um, in eighty seventy? Uh, the temple is destroyed, never to be rebuilt, because it's it's obsolete. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mind blowing. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's such a beautiful picture, right? Of how God wants to re- come and rescue His people without all this. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really beautiful. And so, yeah, it's, it's so exciting that we're we're here, right? We're here in this time where all this has already happened. And we have Jesus, and we're just waiting for for this. Right? That's where. Yeah, I don't know. That's really exciting to me. <laughs> and I think Should it is amazing. That Je- not only is Jesus the Holy of Holies. See, it, the, the, the tabernacle is a really complex <clears throat> analogy because to enter the tabernacle, you have to bring a sacrifice. Yeah. But Jesus is the tabernacle come out to live among us. He is also yes. the sacrifice. Yeah. He himself <laughs> provides the sacrifice that the high priest had been doing every year as only a picture, only as a, a shadow of what would eventually happen. Can I ask about the um, the stuff that happens in the tabernacle? Is sure, it yeah. do they do they do something once a week? 
Were there, you know, is it like a... You mean on the Sabbath? On the Sabbath. I don't know. Do they go in and have service? No, it's, I mean, but they, I mean, they're constantly offering sacrifices. So the altar, you bring your sacrifices, and then, uh, I don't know, I assigned it to Harry. So <laughs> Harry needs to answer. I don't remember. I didn't, exactly I didn't read, I, I did, yeah, when I was reading, I didn't hear anything going on in here. I don't know what goes on. It was clean, though, right? Weren't the Levites the ones who were like the house cleepers, the house cleaners of mm. the inside? Really? I didn't know that. They were that. constantly cleaning, and that was like a privileged thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Really, they didn't meet? I don't know. It's not like a church, or it's not like a, a worship service. But like, during the time of the temple, they met on the mm. Sabbath, right? Yeah, I mean, you can meet every day. You can go every day, present your sacrifices. The priests would, 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 would do the sacrifice. To be honest with you, I don't know what happens. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe right, the kid. Well, You're exposing yeah. my ignorance. <laughs> no, they met in the synagogue every Sabbath. That was custom. That's where our Lord read uh, Isaiah 61. Yeah, but the but the synagogue is a later right. adaptation. Right. We're talking the about the actual temple in yeah. itself. Tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, but they they were always offering uh, offerings, whether it be for the birth of a son or a daughter or whatever is being mm -hmm. done at the temple on a regular basis. Here, you need, to, you need to do a little bit more research report. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I was reading. I was like, I don't see anything on what goes on in here. Besides, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Any final questions before we close? Same. All right, uh, let's pray. Father, thanks for the tabernacle and for Jesus being our ultimate tabernacle that uh, we would come into your presence um, and we can uh, commune, commune with you because of Jesus. And we thank you. Uh, for this this exciting um, story of the Bible and redemption and all of history, we pray, Father, that um, it would just excite us and uh, um, bring us to want to uh, learn more about you, uh, to love you more, um, and to uh, just uh, yeah, just uh, spread this excitement toward to others, Father. We love you. Uh, be with us with uh, as we uh, have worship service, and um, yeah, we love you in your Son's name. Amen. Mm -hmm.